This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 600 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by ProStride. On tonight's show, we are joined by our virtual lesson winners, Mandy Collier and Joanne Irish. And after that, one of our favorite regular guests, Wendy Murdoch, is with us for a great chat. And then Reese and I will answer a quick listener question. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockford, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, <laughs> where we are celebrating 600 episodes tonight. I know, Phil. Congratulations. When did this happen? And, and it coincides with Reese's birthday. It is my birthday. Yeah. So we're double it's celebrating today. I yeah. know. It's, it's always fun to celebrate with you and Paul. Paul is our producer. He's quiet in the background, but he's here. And uh, man, it's so fun to spe- celebrate with you guys. And I just enjoy, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of our listeners don't know, but, you know, we really are a family and we enjoy being together on Thursday night. We're recording on Tuesday this week. Um, so because uh, I have a competition this week, so we we move things around. So it's really fun to to be with you guys and 600 episodes. Phil, high five, my friend. That's a lot. <laughs> that, that seems like a pretty good accomplishment. So I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we laugh. Pat on the back. You know, yeah, we you know we we started this. Uh, we don't even know eight years ago, seven and a half years ago, and and it was it was fun and and now it's really it turned into something very different and it's it's so fun to be with everyone and and you'll we hear that to, tonight yeah we have to thank everybody for listening that's that's yeah. that's part of it and then our our wonderful sponsors for kind of uh you know helping us to pre- produce a show and to ma- to make it all happen so yeah. you know it is a community it's a community of our sponsors it's a community of our listeners and uh Today, I think today was a great day to kind of schedule our, our listeners on, you know, the ones who were sent us emails. A lot of people sent us the emails about the virtual lesson thing. That was a great, uh, that's a brainchild of Reese. I have to give her props for that. And, uh, you know, I think we're, that's something that we've really enjoyed getting involved with and, and giving back and, and all that great stuff. So we're going to, we're going to keep doing it and we're going to, we're going to hold contests throughout the year to, uh, to continue hearing from people because that, that was the most amazing part is hearing you know these stories and and, and we're going to bring them to you in today's show. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a great show. We're really excited about it and uh we're going to have a quick couple commercial breaks and then we're going to come back with one of our nominators of our virtual lesson winners, Mandy Collier, and I think you're going to love uh what she's doing and her story and we hope you enjoy. Prostride is the all-natural solution for lameness. It uses the power of your horse's own blood to relieve pain, reduce inflammation, and improve mobility to keep them sound. ProStride can be completed stallside by your veterinarian in just 20 minutes with no need for trailering. ProStride is backed by years of science and success stories. Olympians to pleasure riders, trainers, horse owners, and their veterinarians trust the improved performance and lasting results reported with a single injection. No series, no daily supplements, and no monthly regimen. When every stride counts, demand the difference they deserve. Ask your vet about ProStride. Learn more at ProStride.com. 
Well, we are entering a new year shortly, thank God. If you're looking to start the year off right, then consider a new Bates Saddle. Bates Saddles are the saddle brand that truly puts your horse first. Enjoy comfort, optimum balance, and seamless contact with your horse, leaving you free to concentrate on your aids. Consider the new Bates Artiste Dressage Saddle. It features a movable flexi-contour block, adjustable ergonomic stirrup bar, and luxe leather. The new Bates Artiste Dressage Saddle has a position so natural and a connection so sensitive that the saddle all but disappears and your performance is amplified. Let's hear what Ali Saxon of the United States Inventor has to say about it. I really like the streamline look that it gave. Um, I love the Avanta and I love the close contact of the Avanta. And I saw very similar features in this saddle as the Avanta had. So I was really excited to see how it felt once I sat in it. Sitting in it, I like the close contact feel that it gave it right away. Um, with the Webers, it also gave the ability to kind of really wrap your leg around without having any interference. Um, right away, the balance felt super, uh, very comfortable. The panels were nice and soft on my thigh. Everything about the saddle was clearly well thought through, and as a rider, it's nice to sit down in a saddle that feels designed not just for you, but also for the horse's comfort. Learn all about Bates Saddles at BatesSaddles.com. That's BatesSaddles.com. Well, tonight we are so excited to have one of our listeners on, Mandy Collier, owner of Optimum Equine and board member of Optimum Youth Equestrian Scholarship on the line. Welcome, Mandy. Hi, thank you so much, Phyllis and Reese, for having me on tonight. I I listen to you guys all the time on my way to and from the barn, so it's an absolute thrill to be here. Well, we are thrilled, and you answered our call when we said for for the holidays, Phil and I wanted to give back to the community and donate some virtual lessons, and you sent us an email that just touched our heart, and we wanted to introduce yourself, your program, and we're going to also be introducing one of your riders as well, so we are thrilled to have you on. Yeah, thank you, and thank you both for for wanting to give back to to the community. I think that's so important. The horses give us so much and we really owe it to each other to find ways we can give back too. Oh, I, I love that. And it's true. I mean, I, as we all know, we we love our community and even during this COVID time, we've enjoyed it even more. So Mandy, tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Mandy Collier. I'm an adult amateur and I'm based out of Uphill Dressage, which is in Southwest Pennsylvania. For my, for my day job, I'm a research coordinator in a neuroscience lab at the University of Pittsburgh. And on nights and weekends, I'm an equine massage therapist for my own bodywork practice, Optimum Equine. So I have two horses. My heart horse, Charlie Brown, who I've had for 10 years now, we came up the levels together and it really was the blind leading the blind. Um, neither he nor I knew anything about dressage when we started, but we managed to get our bronze medal together, which was really exciting. So he's retired now, living his absolute best life. And I have a three-year-old filly named Lucy who came home last year. So I'm I'm gearing up for this dressage journey to start all over again. So you've got a you've got a, a young horse at the moment. Uh, what what are what are you two up to? I'm just kind of curious. Oh my gosh, it's a roller <laughs> coaster. What are you up to with a three-year-old horse? <laughs> Um, it's Phil's specialty. He, I'm just saying. It is oh, Phil. That's why okay. I knew it. He was asking. It is his specialty. <laughs> yeah, I should have nominated myself for the virtual lesson with Phil. I could use some help. 
but um, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. Um, my other guy was like a green nine-year-old when we started, but you know, rideable, obviously this one is, that's a whole new ball of wax, the young horse thing, but it's been, it's been fun. <laughs> it's not always fun. I'm going to tell good. everybody that it's not always fun, but it certainly is. Uh, it's uh, a journey. A journey. <laughs> yeah. It gets better, right? Can you tell me that? She's coming on four. Does it get better? <laughs> yeah, it, it might. It might be like you might have another nine-year, a green nine-year-old. Maybe summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. I backed her late in the summer and started her this fall. So yeah, definitely heading into the brisk cold weather is when we're starting. So yeah. yeah that can be <laughs> well, it is a journey. Yeah, that can be tricky. It is. You know, I'd, 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 I'd say as advice to anyone, you know, starting a young horse or, or riding young horses, you're going to have probably some amazing days and you're probably going to have some really not so amazing days. The highs <laughs> are highs and the lows are pretty low because, it, yeah. you know, usually a bad day ends with my butt in the dirt or something like that. So <laughs> Let me just say, you guys. Isn't that horses in general though? I'm just going to throw that in there. Like that is horses. Sometimes you are literally one second super high and the next second you're super low. Like it, it's horses and that's yeah. why it's, a, it's, it's a marathon. So <laughs> Mandy, you're going to have to keep us all in the loop with your young horse and your, and your progress because we're now we're invested now. I, I definitely will. Hopefully there's, there's good things, but yeah, roller coaster for sure with high highs and lows, lows We're we're there. Tell us about the Optimum Youth Equestrian Scholarship. This is so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, this this summer, um, we founded the Optimum Youth Equestrian Scholarship, um, also known as OES for short and for fun. Um, <laughs> we, we started this program because we, we believe that opportunities to get involved or stay involved with this horse life are just not easily attainable for many young people, especially when you take into account socioeconomic and accessibility hurdles, as well as discrimination based on a rider's race, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Our goal is to really give these riders a leg up and, and bridge that gap. So kind of in a, in a broad sense, we do this by sharing knowledge, sharing opportunities with our community and our base of followers. We share stories of these riders so we can kind of spotlight the voices that are often left in the shadows. But in a very concrete sense, we're pursuing our mission by awarding $600 riding scholarships four times every year. And we match all of our applicants with mentors all across the country who want to help them reach their riding goals, their career goals, and their education pursuits. Well, this, this is a program that really spoke to us when we, when we put the shout out for uh, you know, people to, to receive virtual lessons. Um, this is the kind of thing that we would... We, love to be involved with Reese and I, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're both kind of grassroots volunteering and, and helping people achieve opportunities. So I guess this is, this is the reason that we, we, we definitely wanted to, to help you, you out and your program out. So it's just, it's, it's so awesome. And, and we're so happy to, uh, to kind of help a rider. So tell us a little bit about the rider that, that we've selected. Oh my gosh, yes. When I heard about your lesson giveaway, I instantly thought of one of our one of our applicants from the fall cycle, uh, Maria Romero, who goes by Christy. She is a young rider who joined the Air Force right out of high school, and she's been in the military ever since. 
she managed to kind of scrape her dollars together and buy her own horse just within the last year. And in her application essay for the scholarship, she told us about what a critical part of her life he is and how he was really her rock during some hard times. And she's now working towards a transition to civilian life. And she's hoping the next step in her journey will be a working student position. I just felt like a lesson with, with both of you would be such an amazing experience for Christy and would also really help her begin to build those connections that you really need to have a successful writing career or as a professional in the industry. Oh, it's, um, it it's was, phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, literally your email was, it, we were like, oh, how can it, we, it was in, incredibly difficult to choose it a writer from your email because it was so, but her story just really spoke to us on um, how she, she was in the military and she's transitioning and, and we can't wait to meet her. That is going to be so exciting for Phil and I. So so tell us, you're going to have fun. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. So how can people get involved, donate, become, tell us more about how we get involved in the actual scholarship. So to get involved in the actual scholarship, you can do that in a number of ways. You know, if you're a young writer between 17 and 27, you can apply for scholarship and mentorship. Um, If you want to mentor, you can do that. We um, do mentor screenings to find out what you you do and what you want to offer the applicants. Um, And of course, donating as well. All of that is in our our website, www.com optimumequinellc.com backslash scholarship. Um, you can link to all those things, connect with us. Um, I would also recommend going to our, our Instagram page to learn more. We're pretty active there, share a lot of information and knowledge um, on that platform. So we'd like to give you the opportunity to kind of give a shout out to, um, you know, the people and businesses that have already gotten involved in, in, in the scholarship thing. So, uh, you know, let's give them a little bit of love on, on our show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would like to first give a shout out to my other board members. So Shaq Blake up in Boston, Massachusetts. She's the author of a really fabulous blog, theblackequestrian.com. And also to Jacqueline Ely. She's a professional writer and dressage training running Ely Equine out of Taylorstown, PA. So look them up, follow them as well. Um, the sponsors who have donated already, we are so grateful for them for keeping this program going. Um, that would be Dreamers and Schemers, Never Not Goods, Trafalgar Square Books, Carrots, and Riding Warehouse. They've donated money and apparel to our, our applicants. And we've had such a wonderful group in our first cycle. And to me, it really represented the diversity that's truly possible in the future of equestrian sport. And if we want the sport to grow, and I know I do, this is what we need to be striving for. Mandy, I am so inspired from from listening to you. I mean, it's it's amazing and I love it because I think Phil and I, I'm speaking for Phil, but you know, this is what we want to do with our show and and diversity and inclusion and making it that people it is achievable to hit your goals. You can yeah. do it in the sport. Yeah. It's not easy, exactly. but it's not easy. Every goal is difficult, right? Like that's why they're goals and they're not that everyone right. off the street is doing them. And um, so we absolutely love what you're doing. We are so thankful you reached out to us uh, because this is why we do the show and we want to hear exactly. about all yeah. these programs and we want to highlight you guys and we cannot wait to to have our lesson. And, and, and that's why we're doing this. So absolutely love it. Totally. So Mandy, 
tell us how can we find you online, plug everything. We want to go there and help you. Yeah. So first, definitely go onto your social media platforms. Follow us, Instagram, Facebook at Oh Yes Equestrian. Um, that would be the best way to get in touch with us and our website. We do have an application deadline coming up fast, like really fast. So Friday, January 15th is actually the deadline for the winter 21 cycle. But um, never fear, there'll be another deadline in April if you miss it. Um, so that would be, I would say that would be where to go to find us, get involved, learn more and follow this, follow this journey. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I, I have, I, I have also received grants and they're really amazing and they're very, very helpful and they are out there. So I love it. Everybody go to your website, take a look at it. It's fantastic. And Mandy, we can't thank you so much. You're so inspiring and girl, we are going to check up on you on your young horse journey. Cause we want to know how it's going for you. Oh, please do. Hopefully I have good news for you. No, no promises, but I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it, it again, it's a journey. We're here to help. We'd love to hear, reach out. Um, cause again, Phil is phenomenal with young horses. I, I have done my fair share, but Phil's way better. <laughs> I send them to Phil, honestly, <laughs> um, but keep, keep reaching out to, and, and we want to hear your journey goes. So thanks so much for connecting with us. Yeah, I will be happy to do this anytime. It's been an absolute pleasure and thanks for doing what you're doing and giving this opportunity to our young rider. It means a lot. And now a quick word from EcoGold Saddle Pads. No slipping, no sliding, no problem. EcoGold Secure Saddle Pads are engineered to keep the horses back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat and the ultra-thin flaps provide the rider with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles, shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. Tired of having your boot sucked off, bit-stride by sticky mud? Mud control grids are the solution. Frustrated by mushy, slippery messes at the paddock gates? Mud control grids are the solution. Is keeping the ground underfoot stable in your sacrifice areas and dry lots causing you to lose sleep? Once again, mud control grids are the solution. You're seeing a trend here, aren't you? Well, Han Plastics Mud Control Grids really has come up with the best solution. Unlike other plastic grids on the market, mud control grids can be installed directly on top of the mud. Let me say that again. Right on top of the mud. You don't need to do any ground preparation. The mud control grids are an instant solution to your high traffic muddy areas. No more having to fill in with sand, gravel, shavings, or even old carpet. What's more... Mud control grids will allow grass to grow underneath of them so they can be taken back up once the area is dry or recovered. Or you can leave them right where they are and take over again when the rainy season comes back around. Han Plastics mud control grids are designed to be installed as a temporary or permanent solution. You can take them with you with you move. Put down a lot, put down a few. Add more each year. The ultimate mud control solution. Check out Han Plastics Mud Control Grids at mudgrid.ca. Oh, an added bonus, your tractor or gator won't sync up to its axles with Han Plastics Mud Control Grids in place. So there's that. www.mudgrid.ca. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we hope everyone enjoyed our interview. Now we have another nominator, Joanne Irish, and we hope you enjoy her story. Well, tonight for our second virtual lesson nominator, we have Joanne Irish on the show. Joanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a total pleasure to be here. Well, we are thrilled to have you. And and we, you know, we put out this call for having virtual lessons and truly Phil and I were just, we were overwhelmed by the responses we got. And we wanted, we we loved your story and your trainer's story. And uh, we just couldn't wait to have you on. So we'll start with having you tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, I have been riding dressage for about five years. I have a Hanoverian mare, a ginger Hanoverian mare that I've had for... Um, <laughs> who is now, she's, she's about 17 and a half now. And I, there was quite a gap between my, um, her name is Angel, and there was quite a gap between my buying her and my previous riding experience. Um, I was one of those horse crazy kids, just, I didn't come from a horsey family, but I was born loving horses and badgered my parents, so I got to take lessons. And I didn't have my own horse, but um, where I li- I grew up in Santa Monica, California, and um, had access to Will Rogers State Park, which is a what was at the time a working polo barn, and so I became a polo groom and eventually an exercise rider, and also learned um, took hunter hunter jumper lessons at the um, barn there, and so that's how I rode. And then I, but then I stopped um, in high school, as a lot of people do, and then you know you have college and family and kids and all that stuff, and so there was quite a gap. It was about really realistically about 40 years. <laughs> yeah. um, and, but my husband that one year uh, gave me a horse for my birthday. He gave me a little certificate to go buy a horse. And so I started looking and after vetting and not having passed, I think it was five or six horses in a row. Um, I found Angel and she seemed to be about what I was looking for, which was sort of a really safe, older middle-aged lady horse for somebody who maybe wanted to do a little bit of jumping and a little bit of trail riding. That was, that was as much as I had figured out. I mean, I didn't have, I didn't certainly didn't have dressage on my, um, horizon. And, um, wait, 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 why, why not? (laughs) Well, it just wasn't what I knew. It wasn't what I knew. You know, when I, I, I rode in the seventies as a kid and in the seventies, you know, where I was riding, dressage was not part of the lexicon. It wasn't part of, it was just not on my radar at all. And so I had heard of dressage by the time I, you know, was looking for my horse, but it just wasn't, I don't know. I just wanted to have a nice, fun horse to mess around on. And so I bought Angel and it just turned out that we were sort of a terrible match for each other. Um, it turned what I, you know, she seemed sound enough. She seemed sane enough. They think they let me bring her to my barn that I was at for four days. And I thought, okay, this is working out pretty well. She vetted pretty well. And I had, like I said, I, I had thrown away so much money on vet. Well, not thrown away, but I'd spent so much money on vet checks. I was running out of money, um, frankly. And, um, you know, she seemed like she would fit the bill and basically I ended up buying a horse that was terribly fearful and I was terribly insecure (laughs) and got really afraid of her really fast and realized 
this was just not the horse that I thought I had bought. And um, at my barn, there was a really nice lady. I call her one of my dressage angels, um, this lady named Nancy. And she kind of put her arm around. She kind of took me under her wing and she said, you need to learn about dressage. And she introduced me to her trainer, whose name is Louise Koch. Um, she's a judge too. I know um, Louise. She's lovely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was lucky enough to to meet up with Louise and Louise um, couldn't take me on full time. I was like, I need a trainer. I, you know, this is just not a good situation. Um, you know, I couldn't jump her. I couldn't safely take her on the trails. She was just way too much horse for me. And she had my number, frankly, you know, I, I really was quite ignorant about what to do with a horse like her, who was fearful, sometimes aggressive, had a, personal bubble. I mean, the entire world is her personal bubble, basically. She doesn't, didn't want other horses near her. She, it was just, yeah, it wasn't good. And, and, um, so we suggested we go to a trainer out in the San Fernando Valley, which I did for about eight months. And that's pretty far from where I live. So I wasn't there very much, but she worked with my horse and introduced me to dressage really. That was my first introduction, but it was one of those barns where you don't brush your horse. You don't do anything except go there, get on and then get back off. And so what I found is, yeah, I'd learned a little bit about dressage. We even went to some shows, which were a hoot. (laughs) We'd we'd trot up to X and she would immediately rear up. And (laughs) that's how our test, yeah, that's how our test went. No, I have an entire blooper reel of us rearing up at X one summer. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and came back to my barn in Palos Verdes, and things went from sort of bad to worse, because now I had a horse who I couldn't handle on the ground. I still didn't have like a really secure idea of even dressage in the saddle. I'm not a quick study. I, I, it just was not a natural thing for me, dressage, yet. I didn't, I don't think I really understood it. and. You know, I didn't even have like the the independence of body to be even able to ride correctly the way I needed to for this particular horse, nor the confidence. And I was, you know, I would just try to hand walk her and she would like rear up and spin and run. And it was quite dangerous. So a friend of mine uh, suggested this gal who was on the hill who had a a business called Equine Etiquette, I believe. And um, her name's Laura Wilton. And Laura came and started working with us. And Laura has a, a really um, a deep background in hor- equine be- behavior and I guess you'd call it natural horsemanship. I don't personally love that term, but people understand kind of what you're talking about, where you're trying to see things from the horse's point of view and not be such a predator and, and about your relationship with them. And, and um, I was in no way like the leader of our little duo. You know, I was like, we were sort of like each other's captives or something. It was, it was just no fun. The rides weren't fun and the groundwork such as it was, was, was dangerous even. So Laura came and met with us and we started working with each other twice a week. And, um, at first it was almost all groundwork and she taught me, you know, how to manage my horse on the ground safely and assertively when needed and it's just been a it's been a long journey. I mean, it's been that was three years ago, maybe a little more. Um, and it just feels like peeling an onion because every time I think I've learned something about my horse, I learn something new. <laughs> like oh no, and and I just sort of yeah. keep doubling back, you know. And and 
it's just, it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. Um, at the same time, I also continued with, with my dressage and, you know, that's taken quite a while for me to figure out how to actually sit up and how to actually have independent feet and hands and legs. And it's, I mean, I'm nowhere near where I need to be, but it's, it's better. It's taken a lot of work. Um, yeah. it's, hard. You know, it's, it's really hard. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's, trying to learn, I mean, think I, you know, when I got angel, I mean, I'm 60 now. Right. And so, you know, it's like trying to learn ballet or something. At this age, it's hard. It's, <laughs> yes, it's, it's like hard. it's like no. I wish I had started this much earlier in life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, some of the things I could, I would not be able. I mean, we, okay, so we went to, we've gone to some shows. Um, we did training level for three years. Um, till we got it right, which to me was, we got it, we got seventies when I could get a 70, I was like, okay, I'm ready. And this year we actually showed it first level and, you know, we did okay. Um, going to do it again this year. Um, my goal this year is to do a first level freestyle, but, but I guess to me, the, the, the thing about this is that if I had not spent all the time in groundwork, which was like almost like a solid year of groundwork and trail riding more so than anything else, um, I wouldn't be able to ride my horse at all because I was so afraid. It's that fear where you are getting in your car and you're afraid. (laughs) Not good. She had me really psyched out. And, you know, I don't feel that way at all anymore. And that is amazing to me that I can sit on this horse that I was terrified of. and, And she's not always good. You know, she still behaves really poorly sometimes because she just has, she is the way she is in, in a certain way and it's better, but it's not perfect. You know, we're still working on things. Yeah. Um, but I'm not terrified. Like if she's misbehaving, I feel, you know, strong enough in my skills that I can, I can deal with it and work through it. And you I have tools, couldn't have right? done that without Laura. Yeah, you have, have tools, tools, right? I have a toolkit. Yeah, have you have a toolkit tool that Laura Thank helped you. install, right? That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the horse education company. They make the most awesome hybrid rope leather halters in the world and all sorts of neat tools. Um, a red, the, the blue flag is my friend. <laughs> it's like cool. an extension of my arm, but yeah. she respects it. And I don't know, it's just you know, Laura's like a real seeker and she's always learning new things and we learn them together. And, you know, I bring her stuff I've found and, um, the really, I mean, something interesting about Laura is she is legally blind and she has a macular, a form of macular degeneration and she sees best through her peripheral vision. So she actually kind of sees the world the way a horse sees the world. And, you know, I don't know if that, I, I, I think that that just gives her this certain insight into the way horses think and react to things and perceive things that, um, I think it just, it just really helps. And, um, I call her actually, I've started calling her my interspecies marriage counselor. <laughs> I love it. That is kind of what she is, you know, she's enabled mm-hmm me to keep this horse. I couldn't have kept this horse if I hadn't met her. I am positive about that because no matter how well we did, let's say in a dressage test, if owning her is not pleasurable at all, or if we're at odds all the time and I can't handle her safely or negotiate things safely with this pretty tricky horse, 
you know, to me, that's the, what's the point? And because sure. this is my, you know, my horse isn't me. I'm, you know, I'm not a trainer. I'm not somebody that has like two or three horses. I have one horse and she's my pet, frankly, um, along with being my, you know, showing and all that other stuff is yeah, somebody I want to be around. I love horses. And so had I not found Laura and groundwork and natural horsemanship and spent, invested all the time, because that's the thing is you can't give it, like, she can't just take Angel away and do the stuff. I had to be with her almost every lesson for a good probably two years, learning it. And that's just not easy. I mean, the ropes and the, oh, God, it's, <laughs> it's <just laughs> no, like it's you not. suddenly have four hands. Sure, um, sure. Very hard. So, that, so I nominated Laura because she's, you know, she's just a really special person. She has, she has helped so many people um, in our area. You know, she doesn't drive, so she doesn't go real far to train people. She has an electric bicycle that she can ride around and does and gets from here to there, um, except on rainy days. And, um, you know, it's it's just, she's a very, she's a, she's a really neat gal. And um, I just, I really thought that she deserved to meet you guys and, and to, um, you know, have a, have a lesson from you guys. I thought that'd be really cool for her. Oh, well, we, we cannot wait to meet her I, I and, and chat with her and do a lesson. She sounds like such a cool person and just really thrilled to, to do it. And I can't wait to hear about her vision. I, I, a side note, my, my father's an ophthalmologist. My sister is, ah. um, his head technician. So, um, I actually, you know, it's, it, I stuff is slightly fascinating to me and I can't wait to hear all about it. It's sort of my other side of, of my life. Um, so I can't wait to hear about her vision and then how she's able to do what she, she does. Cause it's fascinating. So we are so thrilled that you listen to the show and even just hearing your story is so inspiring because honestly, this is, is a very common story. Yeah. I was going to say that this, yeah. this is a story I hear over and over and over, you know, somebody coming back to riding and, and has a lot of great ideas and great vision and, and end up in a situation in which, is not so good. And what I like, what I like for you is that, you know, you didn't just give up and say, this is, you know, this is baloney and, and, and I'm just going to sell this horse. And I, you know, I messed oh, there up were so I, many times. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I, and nobody could blame me for, for doing that. <laughs> no, but, no. I think most of I my like rides you, that first year ended in tears and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, Why I, am I doing I, this? Yeah. I've yeah, seen it. I've seen know. it all the time. We see it all the time. Yeah. You have to search out somebody who's going to speak, who speaks to you and also speaks really to your lucky. horse and, and tries to, like you said, counsel the two. So the relationship can work yeah, in a safe I mean, way and can work in, you know, on, on so many levels. And, and the other thing that makes it work is that you're willing to put in the, yes. the time, the hours and, and not, and not pass it off to say, okay, please fix my horse. Uh, and I'll be yeah. back. I'll be back in three months, and and you'll have her yeah. fixed, right? Because that's not I kind of tried me. that, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. it did work. The first go around, and yep. you know, it's uh, nothing no, it's against true. the trainer. It's just, it's just, it's just. I, I was the one. I mean, you know what? This this particular trainer it was Jackie Stoutenberg. She's in Colorado now, and the one thing she said to me that I will never forget is, "If you stick it out, this horse will be your best teacher." Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay. If I don't die first, maybe, but, well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, yeah. she was, she's That's been true. right. I mean, I don't know that I wanted to learn so much that I did, but 
you know, I have been right. And, and that's every day. That's what this is. That's, I mean, that's what dressage is at the end of the day. And that's why I'm in Florida so that I can continue to learn every day. Like it, it, it just, and, and Phil and I, we're always talking. We're always looking at horses. He's helps me look at videos all the time. Like that's, this is not a sport that you can just roll up, ride your horse and be done. It doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, it just doesn't. And you know, you you have to invest the time in the training and in the knowledge and the learning and that's and the how this works. interactions are so important mm-hmm. and just you know even if it's just grooming the horse taking it for a walk that's that you know is establishing a partnership and your relationship I can do that now yeah. yeah. And I, and sometimes that's, awesome. that's hard. Sometimes that is yeah. very hard. Yes, it is very hard and it takes a very long time. So and uh, I'm we, getting a little bit of a core even. Yes. Studiously oh, avoided my too. entire life having any core muscles whatsoever. So now let's you know. talk. This is now we're talking. This is awesome. <laughs> I did my, I did my setups before the show. So I get it. There you go. Um, but I am, I am so, thank you for sharing your story. We are so looking forward to our lesson. It's going to be so great. And yeah, we, thank you for, for doing that. Can I say one quick fun fact? I have to please do. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that Laura's mare, Angelita, is Angel's niece of all. No. Which, which I find like, so Angel's dad was a horse named Feiner Stern. He was a mm-hmm. Hanoverian. Yeah. Uh, from, he was here from Germany. Anyways, that's her grandfather. That's Angelita's grandfather. So Angelita's mom and Angel are half sisters, I guess. So cool. Kind of cool. Oh, I love yeah. it. Well, we are so okay. looking forward to our time with Laura and we are so thankful you listened to the show and you told us your story and we can't wait to continue and to hear how you do in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for selecting Laura for the lesson. I, I, I know she's excited about this. So, so am I. Fantastic. Well, we can't wait to, to have a lesson with her. So good luck in the future and happy 2021. And happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> okay. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Researchers have confirmed that as horses age, they naturally become less sensitive to insulin and more susceptible to health problems caused by too much sugar in the diet. One way to reduce the sugar content in a horse's diet is to replace sugar-laden grains with a high-fat supplement. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It is readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of sugary grains. Equijule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium-to-phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. Best of all, Equijule allows owners to easily replace the calories previously supplied by sugary grains. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, tonight we are happy to have one of our favorite guests back on the show, Wendy Murdoch of The Murdoch Method. Wendy, welcome back. 
Hi, it's it's always great to talk to you guys. It's like one of my my uplifting things of the month. So how are you doing? We, we were thinking the same thing, honestly. As we we're getting ready, we were all laughing and uh, talking a little bit about the world. But we just started laughing, and it just I just proves how much we have such a great community, and we love everybody that comes on our show. And we're so glad you're here. Oh, I'm really grateful to be here. Yeah. So it's a new year. It's 2001. I don't think, I think this is our first show in 2021, right? It is. It is our first show. It is our 600th show of the dressage radio show that that's pretty cool as well oh, so it's cool to be on a round number like that that's awesome. <laughs> i know right <laughs> you're saying the same thing and so we have a great tool that you were so kindly sent me i'm so excited about this item because you were so sweet it was it was a gift we did a photo shoot and then magically this anywhere saddle chair arrived at my house and i was so pumped because this is a cool tool can you well, tell us about it? This is pretty I can, awesome. Absolutely. And you know, you were, you, you did that photo shoot like the day before you went to Florida <laughs> and it was freezing rain and cold and you had, you know, I mean, I was so grateful that I was like, I have to send you a present. It was Christmas anyway. So I sent you uh, one of our Anywhere Saddle Chairs. And basically for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's it's got a base so that depending on the surface you're putting on, like if you're using it on a mounting block or something, you want to use the base. And if you're putting it on a, like your computer chair, there's got a cloth so that you don't mar your surface if you know but then what the chair is it's got a round base and it's a saddle shape so um you know if anybody's had a bolimo chair and that was pretty popular back in the day um the difference between like a bolimo chair and the anywhere saddle chair is you can put it on any chair whereas the bolimo you have a base and a lot of these other um simulators riding simulators they have a base and they have a and so you, you know, it's a big bulky thing. This just goes in a, in a nice little mesh bag. You can take it anywhere, which is why it's called the universal mm-hmm. chair. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so I just thought I'd send it to Reese. I didn't realize Reese that you had a hip problem. I guess I missed that somehow. And, and so, <laughs> yeah. um, yes. and so that <laughs> yes. the first thing you said when I talked to you, you contacted me and you were so excited. So you wanted, yeah. yeah, what was, what yeah, was the deal so- with- uh, so I, I have I have a bit of a hip problem. Um, it's it's congenital. It's um, I, I can have hip surgery, but I'm not ready for that right now. They said I need four months, and I laughed at him and I said I can give you four <laughs> days. And he said, Well, we're gonna have to go with the injection again. So it, it is a problem I live with as a rider. Um, I it really only bothers me on my wider horses. Uh, my one horse, Big Mike, is a little bit on the wide side, so he can bother my hip a little bit. So I do have to do some hip maintenance. It's one of the reasons also I do a lot of yoga because I really do have to watch and stretch my hips and be very careful with that. So to have a tool where I can get on and I can kind of stretch my hip in the morning. So what I've been doing is I have it in my little rental here in Florida. I have it set up and I sort of watch, not that we all want to watch the news right now, but I sit and have my cup of coffee and I do some stretches on it. Um, so, which has been great, been very, very helpful for me um, to, to get started. I will say though, the one thing that I use it the most, and I sit on it twice a day, actually, I sit on it in the evening and I ride through. I, I am actually doing my first Grand Prix um, Thursday. So it's Tuesday actually. Woo-hoo. So I know. So, so being able to sort of visualize 
and actually sit on something where I am giving the aids and writing. I've never had a tool like this before. So it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. I have to be honest. I ride through the first time my husband walked by and I was like, I'm visualizing. <laughs> and he just walked off. He's like, okay, <laughs> just go away. <laughs> and um, so I ride through my tests now in the morning and the evening uh, on the chair. Um, which is so cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And and the really cool thing. So like, so it has this base, but it has a round bottom and it has a saddle seat. So it, there's never a dead spot. And that was um, on some of the other simulators that are available, like Bolino chair. The thing that I noticed is when you got it in the middle, the, that's where the post was. So you had a dead spot, right? It wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't dynamic, but with this, because it's a, a round bottom in the base, it's, totally dynamic. In other words, any little weight shift you make, it's going to respond to. So it really helps you figure out where your center of balance is. And then like you say, because it can rotate, it can it can spin side to side and it tilts. So you have, you know, two those two different directions. Yeah. You yeah. can really feel where you're supposed to be and then be able, like you say, be able to stabilize and maintain that as you visualize. I think that's just the coolest thing that that's how you're using it. It, it is so cool. And I will tell you, so, I mean, all riders can be stronger in our core. We're just going to put that out there. And I do a lot of core work. I've been, I've been really working hard on my yoga. I've been working hard on my fitness, you know, just to get ready. Cause to ride that Grand Prix, by the time you get to that final center line, your stomach is burning. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm really trying to even get stronger and stronger every day. <laughs> it gets your core. I'm not going to lie. By the time I hit my final center line on my visualizing, my core is burning. So awesome. it is, it is <laughs> the core. And so it is getting me stronger even. And I, I'm, I'm actually sitting in the chair right now. And I thought, I should be sitting on my chair. Um, so I, I thankfully for my, well, not thankfully for my job, I don't sit in an office chair unless I'm, I'm doing the show, but we sit here now for a couple hours. And so probably two and a half hours tonight. And so I could see if you were really sitting in a chair for a long period of time, this would be a great tool. Um, can you talk to people about that? Because I know a lot of us, you know, if you have an office job, uh, or when you're doing desk work, can this tool work as well? Absolutely. And actually that was, that was really what my thought was, is that, you know, like I, I'm sitting hours a day lately on, on the computer and, and you get, your hips get very stuck. You're, 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 you're not moving in a, in a very functional way, a very healthily functional way, Right. And no. so, you know, you're depending on the, or your seat, your height, your desk. But with the anywhere settled chair, what I do is I just drop my chair down. I put it on my chair and now my pelvis is always in motion. So it doesn't have to be a big movement to make a difference. Now, I will warn you, anybody that's not used to it, you really want to keep the duration short when you start out because um, I, I sent it to my uh, staff they all have one. And the yeah. first thing they said was, I, you know, I sat on it for five minutes and then th- that later that day I was like, oh, oh, I really feel that. So, you know, until you've gotten used to it, I just suggest that you start out with, you know, just five minutes every hour and then gradually increase because just like any kind of stability program, um, it's like Surefoot, you know, you don't put the horses on the pads for an hour because you're going to make them really, really, really sore. Um, and it's kind of, Actually, it fits in my my genre, if you will, because it's about movement and stability. And so finding that center of balance and then being able to make small movements outside of that range. I'm doing the pelvic clock while I'm talking to you right now, which yeah. is a Feldenkrais lesson, moving your pelvis. Um, you know, it's a 
you can do all those kinds of little tiny movements, which are really fabulous. And, you know, the research is showing that small movements, uh, small precise movements are are as much exercise as like doing some big movements that you're activating those little tiny muscles, which are so important for stability and good coordination and function, you know? So yeah. um, it's really cool. And I, you it know, make your core burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't it sit was, on it for an hour the first time. No, just do curious. not. Like, I sat on for like <laughs> five to eight, you know, like in the Grand Prix is like seven minutes. By the time I finished, I was like, Ooh, hello. <laughs> I'm getting better. Like I can have my morning coffee, but you know, and watch the news. I sort of check my email in the morning and like putts on it, but I'm telling you it, it will warm you up, which is what I use it for in the morning for my hip. Because oh, again, great. I have that kind of thing, um, that I have to pay attention to. I hate that as I've gotten older. Um, but we all go through that, right. And riders mm-hmm. typically are not good at stretching. And so this sort of helps me be aware of that for stretching, yep. which is nice. So, and then of course, you know, because it's got the handy bag, you can, you can warm up in the morning on your cup of coffee at home, take it to the barn, put it on the mounting block and sit on it for a few minutes before you get on, you know, especially if you've had to drive a long distance, do not use it driving. <laughs> no, 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 it wouldn't work. It, it, no, it, it wouldn't your, work. Chair, your chair, it's not the right chair. We yeah. can tell you that it will go on pretty much any chair, but not your car, but not your car seat. And then, no, um, bad. And then I have um, someone over in in the Netherlands, and she's been using it with her students. And what she's been doing is she takes her student like off the horse because she sees what's going on. She takes them off the horse. She puts them on the anywhere saddle chair that's sitting on a mounting block or whatever. She spends five minutes and she puts them back on the horse, and they ride completely different. Yeah. We had to even well, talked about that. Cool. Yeah, really cool. I had said yeah. I had asked you that. I said, Wendy, talk to me about what are some ways to use the chair for my students. So I have to be honest, I haven't shared it yet. (laughs) (laughs) That is completely selfish. I have it set up perfectly in my little barn. Maybe you need a second one that you can have at the barn. I I do actually need a second one for the barn because I'm like, I don't want to share. But um, we do have some riders that are showing. And I actually was sitting here and I thought, I need to get her on this chair tomorrow so that she can just visualize Again, I really like it for the visualization if you're actually going to a horse show. So I think there's right. so many uses, uses. of it. Mm-hmm. But Philip, so if you if you have a student and you're watching and their weight's in the wrong place and you see that it's kind of consistently staying in the wrong place, they're not doing that on purpose. They're don't, they don't even notice it's happening, right? But then if you just take them off and put them on the anywhere saddle chair, uh, you know, on a mounting block or something that's, you know, just, you got to get the height right where their, their, uh, their hip can open. Um, but you'll see they'll, they'll instantly, the chair will not lie. (laughs) (laughs) Will not lie. And so they'll suddenly discover, Oh, wait a second. Cause the chair is going to move and they're going to realize that they're sitting heavy on one side. And then it it doesn't take long because it's the awareness that we need. Right. So, you know, they feel that and then they start to play with the movement and they start to feel all the possibilities. And then, of course, what I always like my riders to do is find the middle because that's what we're looking for, right? Um, but then you can make really subtle, intentional shifts of weight to different, I think of it as like you're sitting on the face of a clock and you make a very intentional small shifts of weight to each hour and you start to gain control of your pelvic movement, which is what you need to ride well, right? Um, and 
it's amazing. Like just in that five minutes, if you take the rider off, it takes more time probably to get them off and get them back on um, than it does for them to actually have that awareness. Now you're not going to strengthen somebody in five minutes, but you, you know, strengthening them sitting in the wrong position is only making the wrong position stronger, right? You're only making the habit harder. So once getting good at, at riding crooked, Correct. And so this can, in a lesson, it can make the student totally aware so that when you then say to them, look, I see your weight over too far on the right, shift to the left, they can actually, A, comprehend what you're talking about because now they've experienced it, and then B, actually be able to make a, a response in in reaction to what you've just informed them, which, you know, I mean, how many times have you seen, and I'm sure you've seen this a million times, where somebody's weight's off to one side and you say, you know, you need more weight on the left. And what they do is they take their shoulders and their head over, right? So they actually wind up keeping the weight, say, on the right and then shortening the left side, like side bending left, right? But it doesn't move the weight, they have to actually move the pelvis to make that change. And so, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a, a rider who's crooked and their their weight's falling to the right. It's going to put more pressure on the left side of the horse's withers, okay? And then they try to use their head and shoulders to shift, but it's it's not enough. You've got to shift from the base, from the pelvis. And then when you say to them, look, you, you know, you need to sit more left, physically move yourself more left from your pelvis, they're like, oh, I I get it because now I have this understanding of how my pelvis can move. And so that's how it can be used super effectively in in a really short period of time to just break that pattern and get them to recognize that they don't even know they're doing it. That's That's the greatest difficulty in riding is that your feet are not on the ground. So, so, you think of all the other sports, baseball, football, soccer, tennis, skiing, you're relating to the earth. You're relating to your foot on the ground. And the minute you're in the saddle, you, the the horse is relating to the ground, but you're relating to the horse and you're subject to, if he rotates his rib cage, your saddle is crooked, you're crooked, all these factors. And the thing that I find so fascinating is that the brain is totally designed to make sure that the horizon stays level. In other words, you know, you can tilt your head like totally sideways and your brain keeps your horizon perfectly level. If you do that with your iPhone or a video camera, you want to throw up because now the world is sideways and our brain hates that, right? So when you see a video that somebody's filmed really badly and it's crooked, your your brain doesn't like it because it wants the horizon to always stay level. Well, If you're sitting crooked on your horse, a lot of riders can't feel it because A, their feet are not on the ground, so they can't relate to what they feel under their feet. You know, like skiing, if you're not level, (laughs) you're in big trouble really fast, right? Um, Right, Right, but B, your brain has kept the horizon level regardless of how crooked you are. So your input is that I'm okay, because your brain keeps the horizon level, even though your muscle tension, if you can tune into that, will report that, hey, wait a second, I feel a lot of tension on this shoulder or this leg's really stiff because you're having to compensate for gravity, but still that horizon stays level. And so I think that's one of the key things between the feet and the eyes that with riding uh, complicates the idea of being in the middle, complicates the idea of knowing where we are in space, whereas all the other sports are relating directly to the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Wendy, mean, Wendy, Wendy, I'm sold. So, know, you know, how, so how do good. I, how do I get this thing? How much does it cost? Um, where do we find it? 
You can find them on the MurdochMethod.com backslash shop or whatever it is, Murdoch Method shop. Okay. Um, it's where you sign up for all the webinars, right? So if any of you have signed up for any of the webinars and you go to the Murdoch Method shop to sign up, just look at Rider Aids and the Anywhere Saddle Chair is right there. I think it's one fifty nine ninety five, And, you know, it's it's like you buy it once. Um, <laughs> yeah. and Take it with you. Know, you. It's awesome. You can go to the barn. It can go to work. It's it's really an awesome tool. And Wendy, we're not going to lie. Wendy has amazing tools on her website. They have changed my teaching style. They have changed. Everybody's like, they know when the Franklin balls come out, they're like, oh no, but it's so good. And Wendy has, and the Surefoot pads and Wendy has all this on our website. They're fantastic. And you really should take some time and, and take a look at it because it's really changed my teaching and my writing. And like I said, my morning coffee now, Wendy, <laughs> my husband <laughs> can't even talk to me when I'm not sitting on the chair anymore, <laughs> but it's, it's fantastic. And, and we thank you so much for all the tools you bring us. And it's, Great. So one more time, how can people find you online? Okay. So uh, MurdochMethod.com is my website. Um, We're on Facebook, Murdoch Method. um, And... uh yeah, you can always email me through through the website. That's that's the best place. Oh, and by the way, we have a quiz for, you know, if you're trying to decide what pair of surefoot pads you should start with, that's like one of our number one questions besides, can I see the webinars after they've been recorded? Those are our number one and two questions, but we've solved the number one by, we have a quiz now and you can go in and you can put in, you know, it asks you a bunch of questions and then it does its logarithmic thing and it tells you which pads are the best pads to start with. So, so you can take the quiz on the site. It's under Surefoot, you know, where do I start? Um, and then um, the all the webinars that we've been doing, the webinars with Wendy, I'm up to 146. Um, they're all, I know, it's crazy. They're all available on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. Just subscribe. And then if you miss the webinar, when I, when I put it up, you'll get a notification to go and watch it. So, you know, they're all there. It's all free, the webinars. And um, I've got some great guests lined up for the rest of the month. I've got some uh, some folks coming back that I'm super excited about and some some new guests, some new blood to come on my webinars. So Very cool. Awesome, Fantastic. Wendy. Well, thank you as always, Wendy. You're amazing and just an amazing teacher. And I, like I said, I visualize my test. I'm going to think about you on Thursday and I can't thank That's you enough. Awesome. And good luck. You know, you got to let us know how you do. Absolutely. You got it. Thanks. And take care, everybody. It's uh, really great talking to you. Well, Phil, at the Global Dressage show that I went to last week, I had the best extended trot for Big Mike. But I can tell you, I was so happy for my stability stirrup leathers (laughs) because I needed all the help I could get for that big extended trot. And these stirrup leathers are amazing. So I, I am a huge fan. I know you were talking a little bit earlier about your, you know, trouble with your hip, but I, I know because I've been around you a long time that you actually have some, some other trouble with your, uh, with your knee, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure the, the, the leathers from Total Saddle Fit help you with that problem as well. I know I'm like an old lady, but yes, it's true. I, I do have some um, issues with my hip and my knee. I think a lot of people. Uh, you know, we're middle-aged now. I hate to say it, but it's true. I do have some wear and tear and and these stirrups have helped me, the stirrup leathers have helped me tremendously. Um, so I'm a huge fan and all my students too. I think we all, at, at some point in your life, you, you have some wear and tear and they really have made a huge difference for me. So I have them on all my saddles, all my students have them. Uh, it's, we're a huge fan and I know you're the same. 
Yeah, I mean, just just allowing the the leather underneath my leg to lie flat all the time. That that's what we're talking about the about the stability aspect of it is that, you know, if you have any knee or hip pain or problem or you know that that these products really do help and and if you can get more comfortable in the saddle and when you ride that's that's a huge gain and it's totally worth the the cost of uh, of the product so um a huge shout out to justin over at totalsaddlefit.com absolutely get the stirrups and take a look at all their girths and all the products they have they test them they're fantastic products so totalsaddlefat.com and we endorse them tremendously This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. For our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, Phil, you have a listener question for us. We had a listener uh, kind of send us, a, send us a message asking about, um, you know, how to sell a used saddle online. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, for a lot of people... They've got a consignment store, or you know, is, you know, different ways to uh, to sell their saddles. But not not all of you know saddle fitters will sell you know a product from another company. So that that can be a little bit a little bit tricky. So yeah, Reese, do you have any funny. advice here? You know, so I've had actually um, again, and we're not you know we don't necessarily uh, recommend any of these. We're just going to tell you our, our what we've done. I've had some people that have really good luck on Facebook Marketplace. They put the saddle up and they've sold it actually pretty quickly. I was shocked on how quickly they sold it. Um, so that is one thing. Um, I have used a couple websites. I use findusaddles.com. Uh, again, I don't even know if they're up anymore, but they were great when I had to sell a used saddle. I also, there are definitely some shops here, especially in Wellington, that will take consignment saddles for you. Um, also, our local tax shop in Lexington, Kentucky will take some saddles. So those are really good. Always, you know, I'm a huge fan of contracts on anything you do. So I think that's a great way to do it. But I think using the internet is a, is a fantastic way. Phil, have you had any experience? Yeah, um, I my advice would be, and like I've used uh, eBay, um, you yeah. know, but if you sign up for PayPal, um, there's some guarantees through PayPal as a as a buyer and as a seller. So, you know, there can be some recourse if something bad happens or, you know, they, they, they operate as a go between purchaser and, and seller. And, and so I think, I think that's probably a good way to go about it because I know there's, you know, people on the internet, you ship them something and then they cancel the payment and, you know, things like that can happen. So, uh, yeah, kind of do a little bit of research to, to figure out, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen if this bad, bad news scenario, uh, happens, uh, you know, at, through a, an internet deal yeah. that, that, that you've sure. done. Sure. I think yeah. that's anything on the internet. Cover, cover your butt, right? Cover, cover your yeah, butt. exactly. Cover your bases. Make sure you're okay. Um, but there are really good resources. That's why I think throwing it on Facebook is always a good way to do it in the beginning. So, um, but we hope that helps. We hope that that's, um, we don't have a ton of experience with it, but 
that would be what I would do is kind of use your local resources first and then go from there. Some saddle makers, uh, unfortunately, they, they get funny about selling them. Uh, but I know saddles are selling right now because people are riding a lot as they're maybe in lockdown or et cetera. So um, we do hope that helps. And um, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. We try to, we have lots in the queue and we're getting to them, we promise. And uh, we love it though. When you send us an email, it makes our day. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to get in touch with me is probably through Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's ProStride, Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, Han Plastics, Eco Gold, Bait Saddlery, and Surefoot Equine Stability Program. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down, your shoulders back, and we can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank <laughs> you.